Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to week four of our Real Housewives of New York audio blogs. They're Bravo blogs, read by me, Eric, from Reality Recaps. And guess what, everybody? I have some amazing news. We funded our Kickstarter. I am so appreciative to all of you guys who helped support it, shared it, and spread it. Thank you so much. That means that uh, next week, actually, next Friday, we are going to be coming to you guys live from the Reality Rally three-day event. Live streaming with hundreds of reality star interviews, special events. John is going to be racing around the town of Temecula, battling against people like Alyssa, uh, Riley, Rachel, Brendan, Helen, um, oh, Hayden, people from Survivor, Amazing Race, and a slew of other reality shows. We're going to be streaming all of that, all the interviews, and all the events live to you starting next Friday night. You can watch that for free over on our website, yourrealityrecaps.com slash reality rally. Okay, now look, people, just so that you guys know, I have not made the reality rally website page yet, but I'll have it done by Monday. So... It's just an exclusive surprise for you guys that are knowing. So if you're listening to this, just know that it won't be up until Monday, the, let's see, that is the 7th, the 7th of April is when that page will be active and live, and then everything will start happening that following Friday. But check out our website anyway, because it's amazing, yourrealityrecaps.com. And, hey, if you're listening in iTunes, do us a favor, give us a five-star rating and write a nice review. It really helps support our shows. Same thing goes for if you're listening in Stitcher. Give us a nice little review on that. Because we love you guys, and, you know, that just really helps us out, and you want to help us out. But I know what you want from me. I know what you want from me. You want me to get to reading the Real Housewives blogs from Bravo.com. Do I still have to tell you guys that this is me reading the blogs from BravoTV.com to you because it's really annoying to read them on the website with all the ads and it takes forever to load and this totally lets you get away with doing it at work or on the train or in your car. Oh, look out. Honk at that person. Beep, beep. Um, so, no, don't do that. Am I lying? No, that's a joke. I'm not liable now. Someone gets in a car accident, right? Oh, boy. All right. Enough with the intro. We need to start the blog reading. So, first up is the one, the only, Aviva. And Aviva's blog is called It Takes a Village. It perhaps wasn't the best choice of words, and as a writer, I should have known better, I suppose, but I still believe I was clear to everyone what I meant when I said it takes a village. To make a book, it does. I've said this all before in the acknowledgments of Leggy Blonde, on the show, and in interviews. But the haters can't seem to get past the phrase, and you know, I don't blame them. Sounds lame. There must be a more fictitious, uh, facetious way to say it. Wouldn't it sound better if I had said team rather than village or maybe coven? That's more housewifey. Clack, minion, platoon, mob, posse, very Heather, click, band, troop, society, coward, gang, party, clue, crew, cluster, cluster, F, question mark, or committee? Yes, committee. That sounds more dramatic and modest than village or me. It takes a committee to make a book. But before I abandon village altogether, here's some background that may enlighten you into how I was seduced. 
The phrase perpetratedly comes from the African proverb, it takes a village to raise a child. It was used in the title of the 1996 bestseller, It Takes a Village and Other Lessons Children Teach Us by First Lady, First Lady, haha, <laughs> First Lady Hillary Rodham Clinton, about Clinton's quest to find and improve the lives of children. The Dallas Morning News called it a textbook for caring with truths that are worth the read and reread. Maybe a must-read for housewives? The acknowledgement section opens with, It takes a village to bring a book into the world. As everyone who has written one knows, it was a long time ago. Dot, dot, dot. Before the concept was considered weak by Carol and the we-do-it-alone set. Can you just see Carol chopping down those trees to make the paper, to print the words that no one else is allowed to change a letter of? It's also in the title of Jane Cowan Fletcher's children's book, It Takes a Village, Jethro Collins, It Takes a Village to Murder Your Husband, and Family Guy, It Takes a Village Idiot, and I Married One. Maybe these two latter ones should also be required reading for Housewives. So for now, I'll stick with being grateful to everyone in my committee. I couldn't have done it without them. And again, congratulations to Carol for doing it on her own without any help, villagers, or committees. I now know what an impossible task that is. Okay, me now, Eric, talking for me. So just to fill you in here, what Aviva's doing is shifting our focus to the fact of uh, what she didn't do, and now she's trying to act like, ooh, I'm so innocent, that's not what I meant. That's completely what you meant, everybody. Go listen back to her, me reading her last two or three blogs to you guys, and you'll know that's exactly what she meant, but now she has to change her story. Ooh, I hate that, Aviva! Okay, so let's wrap up her blog, because it was only two pages, thank God. Back to being Aviva now. (laughs) By the way, as gorgeous and natural as we are, I think you could say that it also takes a village, make that committee, to make the real housewives real. Makeup stylist spanks or those knockoff Heather pushes, ooh, eyelashes, Botox, those foreheads aren't going to inject themselves. Uh, P.S. Not just foreheads. I get Botox in my armpits for sweating. Um, Boobs, tux, tightening. I'm sorry. I should have said that's me, Eric, getting the Botox in my armpits. <laughs> Boobs, tux, tightening. Designer, spare legs. Hair color, color and cut. Mannies, petties, peels, etc. God forbid natural women should also have a little help with their words. Oh, I know. Now you're, uh, Eric, again, now you're a girl's girl, Aviva, because you were calling Carol old, ugly, and a million other things in your last blog. But just keep spinning it. To me, now I'm Aviva, to me, (laughs) this week's episode belonged to Sonia. I remain moved and delighted and at the way she puts herself out there. She's so full of courage, generosity, and good nature. What a brilliant counter to the petty spats breaking out all over Housewifeville. I still maintain Sonia is the realist. Carol and I are unfortunate distractions. And Sonia, well, she should have her own show. And finally, Carol says that what I'm doing by asking about her book is slander and illegal. This is not something that was covered when I went to law school, but maybe Carol has some special insight. Illegal, Carol? Really? Who are you going to call? But 
you can, no, nope, sorry, bye, Legally Blonde here. Sorry, she makes some weird ass transitions. So I also enjoy, Aviva, how you conveniently left out um, how your friend was mocking Sonia and calling her ugly and saying that's what menopause looks like. But, you know, let's not draw any attention to that. Let's just keep, you know, letting you play the victim. Anywho, thus concludes the Bravo blog of Aviva. <laughs> so naturally, I think it only makes sense for us to move over to Carol for her retort. And her blog is is called You Can Lead a Horticulture, But You Can't Make Her Think. Ooh, I like that one, Carol. Okay, so she starts with, It is a truth universally acknowledged that a delusional housewife in possession of an audience must want to have some sort of a lucratus storyline. Fine, I'm mixing Parker and Austin, and I do it because I can. Is it just me, or does anyone else think that Aviva is the most boring person on Earth? She's not Sonia's event five minutes before her dual story erupts again. I'm sorry, she's, uh, I just totally choked. Dull story. Did you enjoy that? I'm going to even leave it in so that you can hear me totally choke. Okay, so she uh, <laughs> said Sonia's event, uh, she's not at Sonia's event five minutes before her dull story erupts again. Carol was mean to me. Carol isn't nice. Carol blah 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 blah. She, she'll tell anybody anything in her line of sight. And poor Luann is unfortunately contracted to listen. Moo. So, okay, let's get this all straight. In Aviva's bloodbath, in quotes, with, quotes, Princess Carol, quotes, Princess Carol apparently called her the following bitch, psychopath, liar, bad mother, plus three more she won't name. Notice how she starts her story in the middle after all of her insults were clearly out of the way? Can we play a Where's Waldo of Aviva's Lies? I'll send a book to the first person who spots one in each scene. I think that might be fun. I thought I might not have enough books, but it'd be fun. Here's one in this scene. To start, I have never called Aviva a bad mother, ever. I have also never badmouthed Vivi's book, by the way, though she feels very comfortable trashing mine. In Viv's head, people lounge around on sofas and talk about her obsessively all day, like she does about them. But in the normal world where real people live, they don't. They're busy with their lives. Do you want to know how much time I've spent thinking about Aviva Drescher's parenting skills? Zero. Why would I care? I don't. You saw the fight. Maybe her meds cause her short-term memory loss. I said I would never talk about your parenting in the way you talked about my career. And she forgets, this is all on tape. VD, <laughs> oh, I see what you're doing, Carol, love it. VD continues to show viewers what I caught on to after last season wrapped. She is only a nice person if you are going along with her agenda. She proves it again and again. Heather, in her sights, is next, then Kristen. By the way, here is what I called her, both behind her back and in front of it. I'd like to keep it straight. Liar, phony, bitch, sick person, mean and insulting bitch, psychopath, phony again, sociopath, liar again, phony again, self-centered, self-absorbed, snobby, stuck-up, ill-mannered, jerk. Well, I couldn't have said it better myself, Carol. 
The redundancy is a sloppy, the redundancy is a little sloppy out to me, but I'm okay with it. And I might want to add, so don't go anywhere. You saw in this episode that they found me out. I'm not a girl's girl. In each city of this franchise, there's always someone exposed as not to be the girl's girl. And now that's me. You can be a, tra- a crack addict, an alcoholic, or white trash. You can sleep with anyone's brother or husband or dog. But if you are outed as not being a girl's girl, you're in deep ass. Newsflash. A girl's girl doesn't try to shame another girl about her age. Uh, I, I, I had you back there, Carol. A girl's girl doesn't trash another girl's career. And a girl's girl doesn't Velcro herself to her husband or make snarky comments about another girlfriend who's performing for 500 people to raise money for a great cause or bore roomfuls of people with slanderous insults about another girl. So let's not get it twisted. Yep, see? I, me and Carol are totally on the same page, everyone. And that's what uh, Aviva is trying not to get you to think about in her blog. Mandy Mindo, or whatever her name is, and she's referring to um, Aviva's stylist, and Viv were rude during Sonia's show. Typical. So add that to my list. Rude. Aviva and Mindy Man making snarky menopause jokes about Sonia is immature and rude. If that's their version of a girl's girl, then they can have it. They can stumble off with their plastic cups of booze, holding hands into the little into the little girl's sunset. So, now that we've gone through phase one and two of the Aviva Mojita Dresher Playbook, one, integrate yourself with someone. Two, insult them in abhorrent ways. And you know what I'm going to say next. Three, pretend you're the victim. Cry that no one supports you enough or makes enough glitter or banners or arranges their life around you or makes toasts. Okay. Aviva, I do say that all the time, by the way, everybody. Why, why don't you love me enough? Write that right. Nice, right bleh, bleh, write that nice review. And five stars, please. I don't want glitter. I want stars. Star reviews in iTunes. We're going to win a podcast. What is this here, everybody? Okay. Aviva will not shut up about this. She flaps her arms and recaps her increasingly drunken version of her latest victimization to anyone that will listen, which, thankfully, is fewer and fewer people. She thinks I'm playing chess with a couple of different players. Okay, she thinks that because she watches Real Housewives of um, Beverly Hills, which, for anybody that watched the reunion, uh, best line ever was uh, Lisa saying, Oh, Brandy, I would never let any of my waitresses burn in a fire. <laughs> my favorite part. And that was a horrible British accent. Okay, back to Aviva. Um, so she thinks I'm playing chess with a couple of different players. Tell me, does that ever make sense? First, she steals from Kelly Ben Simone, and now she's stealing other wives from the other lines from the other half of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Sorry, people, I told you I don't read ahead. <laughs> That's why you get my honest reactions. Um, this girl couldn't get her own material if a whole village of villagers were throwing it in her face. But more importantly, this is exactly what you think when you're a person who looks at everything as an opportunity to manipulate and scheme. Vivi Viv Woo, seriously, please move on. By the way, does her voice grate on your nerves? Did I already say that? 
well, look, anybody who's listening to this, I don't think is going to think Aviva's voice is annoying because you all love me. <laughs> um, I loved the classy lunch with the dressers and the old Dubins and the <clears throat> image consultant who pulls her dress up for Harry saying, quotes, I'll show you my unwrapped package right here and right now under the table if you show me yours. Maybe Vivi's image consultant needs an image consultant of her own. Or a longer skirt. P.S. Is it really confusing why Vivi married Harry? That's the question. See, my voice went up there. Sonia figured everything out. God bless that nutty girl. Oh, the intellectual wonders of Jack Daniels. So all I had to do was toast Vivi. I didn't even need to give her a party with banners. Just one little toast at lunch and we'd have been best friends forever. Best drunk friends. Why wasn't I ordering shots? Instead, I mistakenly assumed we were having an honest conversation. My bad. And I'm guessing I didn't deserve a toast for all my accomplishments either. What I got was insults, slander, and finger-wagging. These scenes are all taped, so, you know, people can see them, which means everyone knows that I didn't call Vivs a bad mother, and that Heather didn't threaten her or tell her to watch her back. I think she respects the voices in her head, or repeats the voices in her head, and then simply is shocked when people don't go along with them. I really don't care whether Vivi is good, bad, or boring at anything. Snooze. At Luann's, here we go again, oh my god, girls, you're circling the drain. I sincerely apologize to all of you for the extenuating boredom of this scene, this topic, and Vivi Drescher herself. As you've learned already, writing is not interesting, and to talk about Viv's literary literacy uh, can't stop, and she can't stop talking about it herself, sorry. Talking about writing, isn't this ironic? I wonder if there will even be one frame of video this easy, 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 or season actually showing her writing, or even anything closely related to it. Like, maybe meeting with her village, in quotes, or million hands, in quotes, or teams, or committee, in quotes, her PR person, her publishing house, anything? Question? Do you get the feeling that maybe she talked this book? Because if talking were writing, the chick would be J.K. Rowling. Let me put this in simpler words and borrow a quote from my favorite Cabrales star about Aviva from last season. The woman didn't spit the atom. She got on to a reality show. She signed a book deal. She hired a ghostwriter. This is something many reality stars before her have done quite successfully, and many will do after her. I say this one last time. When she told me about the book, I congratulated her. Then she asked me for help to find a writer. I did. I helped. It wasn't a parade or a banner or a ticker tra- tape event, true. I'm sure I forgot to tell her repeatedly how unbelievably amazing she is just by being the fascinating, truly amazing, and incredible Marvel that she is. What does Amanda Banana, the drunk, think? Hmm, what's she even saying? Who the hell is she, by the way? And why is she always duct-taped to Aviva's other side? I didn't badmouth Aviva's book. She badmouthed mine. 
again. Just last week, I've never badmouthed her book. I didn't pal around with a gin-soaked, raspy-voiced image consultant to help me cut down my colleagues either. She did. That said, I do kind of admire her career, in quote, strategy. I might try it. I spent this past weekend in North Carolina writing a piece about NASCAR, and I even drove a NASCAR. You know, what makes me, you guessed it, a NASCAR driver. You know what that makes me. Sorry, she said, a NASCAR driver. Next week, I'm signing an aria. At, I'm signing an aria at Joe's Pub. I don't know which one. I don't even know what one is, but I'll sing it. I'm sorry. She said she'll sing, and and I read it wrong. So she's gonna sing an aria at Joe's Pub, and she doesn't know which one. I don't even know what that is, but I'm gonna sing and be an opera star. It's not rocket science, right? Hey, do you brush your teeth? I bet you do. I bet you also floss. So let's get this straight for the record now, lovelies. We're all dentists. <laughs> I have to go now. I need to buy more paper for my resume. The And then, you know, she tells you where you guys can uh, buy her books. And, of course, um, the links are below this audio vlog on, or podcast, on our website. So if you go to the website and you go to yourrealityrecaps.com slash bravo, then you can listen to this podcast right on the website um, when you click on it or underneath where you can listen to it. You can see the show notes and any other little tidbits and click on links. Or you can go to her blog on bravotv.com as well, I'm sure. But thus concludes the blog of Carol. <laughs> and next up is our favorite batshit crazy lady, who I love. I say batshit crazy with love. Ramona in her blog called I Picked the Right Time to Leave. Because as we all know, she was in Africa. And I'm sure that's what this is going to be all about. Okay. Wow, we did not waste any time this year getting to the nitty-gritty. Seems like just the right time for me to leave the country. I went to Africa three years ago and fell in love with it, and Avery always said she wanted to go to Africa. We traveled around South Africa, staying at and beyond's luxury reserves, including Pinda Private Game Reserve, Dunai Game Lodge, and Nagla Tented Camp. You are propped in the middle of nowhere with nature. There's something about the air in South Africa. It's the freshest smelling air. There is just nothing like it. Every morning, we got up early for a three-hour safari ride. We would have our early morning tea or hot chocolate. And after that, it's time for lunch before you go out again for a couple of hours. You get back around 7 p.m. and you have to be escorted to your room at night because, well, there's animals out there. One of the most special moments was when Avery and I visited several schools, including one for handicapped kids and a health facility there that, all su- that were all supported by the Empowers Africa Foundation. It was an incredibly special trip, and when I watched this week's episode, incredibly well-timed. You could feel the tension building through the entire episode, and at the last minute, it just explodes. I'm in a unique position where I'm just as excited as you are, all to know what happens next. 
Keep in touch with me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and True Faith Jewelry. Here's the thing. Uh, thus, no, I'll, I'll hold that because then I don't get to do my transition. Look, here's the thing, Ramona. You're a rich bitch. Most of us that go to Africa wouldn't be staying in luxury resorts and catered meals and having escorts. We would be like right out there with the animals trying to survive our life. Come back to reality, Ramona. Back to reality. <laughs> but okay, thus concludes the super quick, and thank you, I love you for that, Ramona, blog of Ramona. Now, I don't know about you all, but when I think of Ramona, I think of Sonia. So let's go over to her and her blog called, I Don't Think I'm Dita Vontis. Oh my goodness. I just understood the double entendre of Ramona's tagline. Get your pinot ready. It's turtle time. She's getting very naughty. And I know we get mixed reviews on our taglines this year, but we wanted to have some real fun and a tongue-in-cheek sort of humor this year. After five seasons, you guys know us too well. I can't believe the very same young artist that I put together for the Sonia in the City event for are laughing about me behind my back. I came from all the way uptown, oh, here we go, (laughs) in the rain to meet them at their studio. It's not my first time at the rodeo, kids. I have my priorities. Even though I have so much on my plate, I still do a lot of charity work. It keeps me balanced and grateful for all I have, and I enjoy it. This is one such event that took a lot of my time. On top of the Sonia in the City event, organizing it, finding sponsors, and getting press to cover it, I agreed to a cameo performance, all while I managed single motherhood and working on launching these new businesses I have been cultivating. Well, did you really do it or did you hire a bunch of lackey college kids to do. I'm saying with love, believe me, as someone who's, you know, doing this website for a living. So, I mean, I get it, Sonia, but just saying, whatever. Um, Okay, I just opened my summer house that... I just opened my summer house that friends at Nest Seekers International Real Estate lent me for the summer and took my convertible out of storage. That took some time upon arrival as well. All the first week at the beach was crazy and, ooh, high-class problems. The entire event had over 90 performers who are all professional dancers, singers, and Broadway performers. I am the spokesperson to sell tickets to my chic group of jet-setting friends who can afford tickets at $500 a table and who don't expect more than plastic cups because they understand it's all about charity. We all left the event happy after dancing together on stage with the talented performers and a good laugh from the skit I wrote and went to a fabulous dinner. The charity was to highlight the dancers and see the LGBT. These guys are professional dancers who do their act every week and rehearse constantly. I am just the cameo dropping in for fun. Who do uh, just driving in for fun? One really shouldn't take themselves so seriously. I like to enjoy life and prioritize my life in a manner that allows my daughter to stay in the childhood home she knew before my divorce so that she has the stability she needs to continue to get straight A's in school and stay happy and balanced, period. 
that's an interesting spin you're putting on it, Sonia. Next, I manage my business, which is growing to be something I am really enjoying, a fashion lifestyle brand that comes naturally to me while being the writer. Oh, God, she just called herself a writer. (laughs) While being the writer, performer, and producer that I've always been. I don't work with people I don't enjoy, and luckily, I do work with those I do. It is a blessing. The hard part of getting this charity done successfully was the sponsors, the transforming the space into an intimate setting like a cabaret, even though we are in an airplane hangar, and lastly, selling 500 tickets, yet somehow we pulled it off. Carol has always been a supporter of the arts and has told me several times I could star in a one-woman show on or off Broadway, so I know her comments must have been for drama. She knows I don't think I'm Dita Von Teese. Who does? I do a soft burlesque and do not take off my clothes. I don't have the skills to warrant that. Laugh out loud. I have my own style and enjoy entertaining people in a self-deprecating fashion. Ooh, so do I. Which is a very unique definition of burlesque. One does one that does make others feel good about their own pain and what they may be going through. Because for those of you that know, her last show is all about like her divorce and not having money and blah, 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 blah. Like I said, I love to entertain and make others feel good. From the books on pe- from the looks on people's faces, oh God, see now I'm all about books and writers. Um, I got a standing ovation. I don't think anyone was uncomfortable. It was a theatrical invitation and I was in character. Ditch Plains is the hottest surfer beach. Brian, my artist boyfriend, who you may remember from season three and four, surfs there. He's really hot too. I do paddleboard. I'm doing it now in Thailand, and I do it in St. Tropez. I don't surf, though, yet, but never say never. After seeing these chicks do so well, I have to say I'm impressed. And I'm surprised Carol didn't get up on the surfboard because she's been good at all other sports, like croquet. Kristen was amazing, and of course Heather is our in-house sportswoman. We have an impressive group. Bravo knows how to pick them. There are no average bears in our group. We sure know how to pick them. Is there some foreshadowing for the next trip into the woods? Also, it was great to see Carol getting her flirt on. I agree with Heather. She has so much to share with the right guy. She had her rock and roll guy for a while, but I heard she didn't want to marry him. I'm seeing Ben. It's nice to be in a steady relationship, and Harry is trying, but he isn't the only guy trying, so I'm not giving up on Ben for talk, because actions speak louder than words. Adriana LeGlam was a wonderful support. I love her style, and she sure can lace up a corset. Dex Phillips does fantastic makeup, and of course, I can always count on Warren Tricomi, whether I am in the Hamptons or running to the Plaza Hotel. Hank fell through with the vintage 1920s costumes, so I improvised. No sweat, it's a charity event. I'm not the main act. Hank gets so nervous. He does this every week, and it's very well rehearsed. I also do things improv too and on my own. Hank's liquor sponsor fell through at the last minute, and I ended up getting the booze, food, and decor from Steve Carl of Carl Off the Green. Or Carol Off the Green? Car- Carlisle. Sorry, Carlisle. <laughs> Carlisle Off the Green. <laughs> he and I have done several Sonya in the City events together. 
I enjoy working with him. We all do what we have to do. Sonia in the City just did the season 6 premiere party with over 400 in-guests from Power, from the Power Set, Socialites, and Celebs, and we had press jammed in the tiny room since the weather pushed the red carpet inside. I love to throw themed and costume parties. And I do too, Sonia, because I'm gay gay gay! I enjoy the anticipation of what everyone else will wear, and the girls really turned it out and created fantasy. They were so gorgeous and fun. And Amanda was rude to say that the vodka was cheap. It's a charity and the alcohol is donated. We were lucky to have alcohol after the first sponsor dropped out. She was a guest of Aviva and she should be grateful. Amanda says Harry didn't recognize her not naked. Now that was hilarious. She does have a gorgeous face, but she's like a bat out of hell. Ben is so sweet and supportive. He drove all the way out to spend the weekend and support me, though he really prefers our time alone or with his family further west on the island. Ooh, I'm further west on the island. I wonder where he lives. Maybe I can stalk him for all of us. (laughs) The interns love the limelight and the travels. They basically do the training for credit but jump right in when the opportunity strikes and they turn their personalities on. We work hard at a lot of mundane businesses, me teaching them the ropes, them giving me a hand, but we are getting ahead together and at the end of the day, Team Sonia is growing together. That's, again, a good spin to put on it. Harry gives a good strong dip when dancing, as Heather said, because he's from D.C. They grow up knowing how to dance. It's a Southern culture. One thing I love doing with Harry is dancing. However, I'm looking for a lifelong partner I can do more than just dance with. We shall see. Besides, I'm with Ben now. I love the restaurant 75 Main in Southampton. It's okay. The owner, Zach Erdemern, is a dear friend. I canceled my reservation there that day to join the girls at Kristen's friend's house because Harry was going to be with Amanda at lunch and I wanted to support the sale. Heather is loyal to Carol and stood by me. So now she says that Amanda is two-faced to me? I will have to give that some thought. I'm so happy to see Carol taking the high road apologizing to Lou, and I was ecstatic that they danced and let loose at my charity event because Lou is a lot of fun when it's just us girls. Heather has a point about character assassination, but the argument is between Carol and Aviva, and Heather's head does not seem to be escalating this a bit. If Luann thinks she can put all of this back in our cabinets, like in Morocco, then she's dreaming. Too funny, girls to the kitchen, right, Luann? So, the event then gets so intense as Amanda comes in and she's like obvious to our friendships and oblivious to our friendships and says that she's going to deck Heather. Anyone with any respect knows you can't say that. Then, we see a preview of Aviva going back to where her accident actually happened. You have to respect the fact that she's going back there. Whatever is really going on between her and Carol, you have to respect the fact that she wrote this book, or didn't write this book, and got it published. Kudos, she told her story, and she shared it. I have tons of respect for Carol's sass and writing style. Her blogs are amazing. She is generous to share them and to share her life in her book and on the show. She has so much going for her, much more than she even gives herself credit for. Ah, the humanity.
So, thanks for watching our meanest and kookiest moments. Tune in next week to see more about the Harry-esque behavior, Ben, Ben, a who? And how I stay in shape and why and what rolls off the girl's tongues. And thus concludes the blog of Sonia. <laughs> Next up is Kristen's blog called All Hell Broke Loose. Sonia, 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 always late. Who doesn't love a Sonia with a sexy J, as Heather always says? She's truly fabulous. Her cabriless performances performance was great. And it was. I give her props for getting up there and performing. I sure as hell could not have done that. Could she have not been more prepared? Uh, could she have been more prepared? Yes, absolutely. But that's her way of doing things. Her way just kind of works, and people love it. She always has a way of pulling it off. She is beautiful and smart and just so damn sexy. How amazing does her body look? I think that Sonia could be doing a show like that for a living. Vegas, baby, Vegas. She was born to perform. Sonia and her interns. Well, look, the car battery bringing her drinks at parties. No hot water in her house in the city? Every time I went over there, you couldn't use the downstairs bathroom because of plumbing issues? I really think she needs to get rid of everyone, pay a handyman, and pay a great qualified person to come in and manage her. Maybe a professional assistant, but that's just me. Well, those cost money, and apparently, although Sonia is pretending like she's a millionaire with a million businesses, apparently she has no money, which I can relate because, God, it's been, you know, year three, and as everyone knows, only make 20 cents a freaking day doing this, and I'm not kidding. <laughs> Don't eat at our PayPal on our website. Surfing. That was a great idea that Carol had. It was nice to take my mind off the Spartan race and Bookgate and the other ladies in general. It's fun to have some good quality time with girlfriends, and it always helps when there are cute surfer boys in the mix. Josh is such a great surfer. He taught me how to surf years ago in Costa Rica. Hard, but fun, fun, fun. Ditch Plains in Montauk is the beach we usually hang out at, so it was cool to be there for the day. It was so nice to finally meet Luann. I had heard so much about her. Uh, so much about her. Beautiful from Connecticut. Beautiful from Connecticut. We grew up a town... Oh, I guess she grew up in Beautiful. Uh, we grew up in a town away from each other, both models. I think we are going to have fun together this summer. Glad that she's around. Ooh, foreshadowing. Amanda Sanders. From the moment I met her, I just didn't get the image consultant thing. Please tell me you know what I mean. She was just so rude the night of Sonia's big show classless, and just a plain old drunk. You get up there, honey, and we'll see how you do. Heather was right. Who the hell keeps inviting her? Oh, right. Aviva. Okay, oh my god, guys, we are on the last page of her blog, because it's short, thank god, and she hasn't hashtagged anything. Oh my goodness. Ugh, the night of Luann's barbecue started so great. Lou's house is just so amazing. It was a beautiful summer night, and Lou is such a wonderful host on every level. It was very awkward for us all knowing that both Aviva and Carol were there, but we put that aside and we were all just having a great time. I was so excited that the two of them were finally going to get to be in the same room together so they could hopefully hash it out and we could stop with the whole she said, she said business. Then all hell broke loose. I really don't know what happened. I tried to talk, but after a few tries, I just didn't care anymore. So I was ready to go. I'm so over this. Ooh, 
Hashtag bookgate. And thus concludes the blog of Kristen. Now, look, I'll just say this about our uh, lovely little Kristen. I think that she is a wonderful and refreshing addition to this season. I think she does need to just get in there, though, a little bit more. She needs to get a little bit more into these conversations. But whatever. Let's move over to one of my favorites, the one and the only... Heather. <laughs> and Heather's blog is called A Lady Has Her Limits. What a weekend, and it's not over yet. This episode of Real Housewives of New York takes our group out of the city and into the Hamptons which is kind of close to me, everyone. Um, the summer before John and I moved in together, we had a great Hampton share house with some friends. We decided if we could survive a summer share, moving in together for real and not just the weekends would be a legitimate next step. We both have had many memories of good times and dear friends out east. Although the Berkshires gives us more of the weekend lifestyle we prefer... We always make sure to get out to the Hamptons as a family during the summer to spend time and enjoy our friends. For those who don't know, the Hamptons are beautiful. The beaches are among some of the most beautiful in the world. Um, okay, I'm going to stop you there. No, they're not. <laughs> I live on Long Island, and I live about a half hour from the Hamptons. Um, I live on the North Shore, which, P.S., is the rich shore of Long Island, not the ghetto South Shore. And our water is black and filled with hypodermic beetles and other shit. So, um, this is, we're not talking, like, beautiful blue oceans here. But, I mean, good spin, Heather. Good spin. I love New York. I'm team New York. I'm just saying. Sort of keep it real, Heather, because I love you, and I don't wouldn't say it's the most beautiful in the world. Anywho, um, the Hamptons have this fabulous, glamorous side, and it's very real. It's like being on the set of a movie with gorgeous mansions and expensive cars everywhere you look, but too much Botox for anyone to take seriously. I do get a real kick out of it, though. I love the Hamptons. I so appreciate the beaches, the beauty, and the local businesses that help to make it great, and all of my friends and family who go out there. If you never have been, you must put the Hamptons trip on your bucket list. Um, I totally wouldn't, honestly. I mean, I don't know if it's just because I live here, but I'm just saying I wouldn't put it on your bucket list. But, it, I mean, hey, Heather says you should. I say you shouldn't, so do what you all will. <laughs> Carol, Kristen, and I decided that a little adventure and exercise before we headed to Sonia's Cabralesque charity event later would be great. And Carol told us she knows of these hot surfing instructors. So, off we go. Surfing lessons on Montauk Point for the three of us. So fun. Kristen has tried it with Josh before on the West Coast, but neither Carol nor I ever stood on a surfboard. Basking in the sun on the soft sand, waking up to the longboards, and being coached on how to get impaled. Oh my god. A bit of a reality check. Ooh, that's the name of our show. Reality check. I'm kidding. Ah. Um, but our instructors, Shane and Charlie, they were the real sights to see. I knew that we were in good hands. These guys can really rock a wave, and I just love watching Carol get her flirt on. Holla! She deserves the distraction. She is going to see Aviva tonight, and I love her to see to see her light and laughing after the false accusations Aviva has been throwing at her and spreading in the media. It's awful, and it's a pattern with Aviva, so I'm happy to see that Rads is not losing sight of what's really important. 
The waves may not have big, been big, but they were strong. Thankfully, I popped right up on the board first try, and so did Kristen. I watched Raz get pummeled, and I wasn't looking forward to that. Kristen and I finally both rode in and rode with it, and we were ready for that beer. I cut my foot on the rocks walking in, or needle, but not Raz. She was genius, having her instructor glide her on the board. I think that that cutie may have in fact been more interested in that ass of hers than instruction because I cut my foot open, then lost my bottoms trying to wrangle myself out of that wetsuit, and then flashed my booty to the entire world, and no one even noticed. Note to self, when naked bleeding married chick is, notice when the naked bleeding married chick is obsolete, that means the surfing trip out to Montauk for my single friend was a success. Hang ten, baby. This was the perfect way to prepare ourselves for what was to come. Sonia, with a sexy J, is really one of a kind. She's a whole can of mess, but I gotta say, she is the most lovable. Despite the up and downs that I've had with her, Sonia doesn't have a malicious bone in her body. She never means harm. And she's no dummy either. Sonia knows what's up, and she realizes she is in for far more than she can handle She man- when she realizes that she mans up and leans on just doing what she loves to do, being her true, eccentric self. And she goes for it. That's what tonight's LGBT fundraiser was all about, after all, wasn't it? The party was 1920s themed. Okay, I just have to say this. I also threw a 1920s themed party that took me six months to plan for, and it was super amazing. And maybe I'll put some pictures over on the website version of this audio blog if you want to check them out. Okay, it's a fun theme, and mine was much nicer than um, Sonia's. Just saying, how about Eric in the city? Okay, <laughs> it's a fun theme to doll up, and I thought the girls looked amazing and brought the glam. Kristen dripping in Jennifer Mill diamonds was fierce, and the guys really brought the spirit of the Gatsby error. Lulu, I'm so happy to see her. It's been weeks, and I'm happy hanging with Lou. She is a true friend of mine, and we always have a good time together. I adore her and Carol both, so the situation between them is unfortunate, especially because they both actually like each other. I just need them to connect on another level. But tonight, with all the Aviva drama, it's not the right moment. Of course, Aviva wastes no time trying to wrangle Luann over to her side of this vicious fight that she started. Meanwhile, I've encouraged Carol to take up Luann's invitation to her dinner party. Luann and Carol both know I am quite close with the other, and I've heard it said the longest distance between two people is a misunderstanding. So I am hopefully... Uh, so hopefully I can easily clear up this misunderstanding between them, even with Aviva's added fuel to the smoldering fire. But again, for now, it's Sonia's night. And Sonia's performance may have reeked of a lack of preparation, but she was so in her element, and it is so infectious, and she's such a ham on stage that she pulled it off. You only get to see a piece of what was a very long monologue, and she was very witty and funny. I was proud of her. I was proud of her getting out in front of a great cause, literally. That's how Sonia with a sexy J rolls. So, love it or leave it. And right before the act, I noticed the terrible seating arrangements, and I quickly switched around the place cards that had Aviva and Carol seated together. 
I felt I was covering for Sonia's oversight, and with a quick one-two switch, I was acting for the betterment of the entire evening, so we could all sit together and support Sonia on her night. What I didn't anticipate was Aviva's image consultant's loud, obnoxious comments. Sure, it was easy to criticize the performer from the shadows, but this is for charity and awareness after all, you cow. Aviva's image consultant, consultant's garish play-by-play commentary of Sonia's performance was almost surreal. Could someone actually be that rude? Oh, you just wait. All I'm thinking is, who is this woman who keeps coming around with all of her opinions and her nose turned up and boobs hanging out? Ugh, she is just so annoying, and now she's being plain rude. Luann persuades me to brush it off and we all go dancing, even joining Sonia on the stage. In the end, we had a lot of belly laughs, and the night was a success for the LGBT, and we know how to bring the fun wherever we go. I don't, do I really need to tell you guys what that means, lay, lay, ha, huh? gay, lesbian, and transgendered um, youth? I don't think I do. It's a beautiful day following Sonia's event, and I swing by Kristen's friend Alba's to meet up with the girls for some shopping. Alba has set up a trunk show for friends at her lovely home, and her pieces are great. But the chilled ro- rosé wine is flowing, and the girls are more interested in dishing on last night's shenanigans, and we're all having a good laugh. Sonia has her intern army in tow, and none of us can keep up with the nicknames, but that's her thing. Well, I have to agree with Kristen that it may not be the most efficient way to run your life. They do perform a role for Sonia because they give her companionship, and that is what is important, as, as is a fancy cucumber sandwich Sonia may ask them to make. But... What the hell is Harry doing lunching with his ex-wife on a setup? Oh, what Harry Dubin does so well. That's right, women. You gotta love Harry, but his date, not so much. I am looking forward to hanging out at Lou's house tonight, and I'm loving Carol's attitude about the recent events. She's not going to let the house guest list rule her life, and she has taken Luann up on her invite. Like at Sonia's event the night before, there usually is enough room to casually avoid people that you don't want to hang out with unless they confront you. Luann and Carol have both gotten to know my trainer, Will, through me, and he's out and he's out East training for Will Space. I don't get that sentence, but that's what it says. Will is always great, a great energy to have around, and Lou invites Will to join us at her party. Will and Carol know each other quite well, and I'm happy knowing that she has Will as a distraction that she enjoys too. Why can't I remember her name? Oi, whatever she is, and she's referring to um, Aviva's assistant. She's here again, and now we see, among other things, she's also completely two-faced sucking up to Sonia after talking so terribly behind her back. Ugh, does it even matter? We have bigger fish to fry. Sonia and Lou think it's time for Carol and Aviva to sit down and are hoping for a quickie makeup. Not a good idea. Lou doesn't understand that what Aviva did to Carol with her ridiculous representations and false accusation... She didn't realize what she did. It was beyond the pale. Not something you can simply brush under the carpet. And there are some real issues here. Sonia should have known better. She knows the sting all too well. Sonia knows how it feels to be on the receiving end of an Aviva rant. And it's never simple. 
Carol is a true author, and the process of writing for her is very personal. She's an artist. Aviva not only made the entire field of writing, journalism, and publishing seem like a joke with her long email, in quotes, descriptions, and the word on the street, in quotes, stories in her head, but she also cast doubt on a dear friend's career with lies. I have a personal problem with these things. I am seeing a pattern that is glaringly obvious and not so pretty in someone I called a friend, and I am no sitting duck. However, I am not going to threaten Aviva over it. Nor did I. I am an I am honest with Aviva and how I feel about what she has done. It's not a I sky re- reception, and I'm not playing games. I'm not feeling you, Aviva, and that's it. I'm upset by your by your behavior, and it's not getting any better with this image consultant of yours consistently flanking you and flapping her jaw. I've about had it with this bullshit behavior and Aviva's, and she wants to know why now? So I am trying to tell her and trying to hold composure, but even a lady who says F a lot has her limits. So... I love you all so much. Keep watching and don't forget to like, follow, and get involved. And of course, all the links to Heather's stuff will be over on the website for this blog post. Um, as I've already said, now thus concludes the blog of Heather. <laughs> so, to wrap up our week for Bravo Blogs, I thought it seemed fitting to add with, to add, I mean to end, with Luann, because we all know I can't add, and her blog called What's Going On With Amanda. <clears throat> okay, here we go. Big surf and hunky instructors, burlesque barbecue and battles. This episode had it all, and I'm glad to be back in the action. The show opens up with Carol saying she's not a Hamptons girl, and she's driving out to spend a fun-filled weekend at the beach. I fell in love with the Hamptons the first time I visited, and I get out to my home there as much as I can. If this makes me a Hamptons girl, I'll proudly wear that monkier. Monk, monk, I can't say that word either. Monkier, you know what I mean. Carol looked like she fit right in as a HG flirting with the hot Israel surfer. And I had fun at Sonia's cabralesque. And I think it's great that she sold hundreds of tickets to support LGBT youth. Her $12.99 outfit worked pretty well until the wardrobe malfunction. Hey, you get what you pay for. But this just added to the fun. Sonia's very brave to throw herself out there like she does. And while parts of her monologue were cringe-inducing in a good way, she made me laugh. I had a chance to meet Kristen before the show. And I found her to be charming and beautiful. It was nice to see eye-to-eye with another housewife for once. As for her opinion on Harry Dubin's hotness or notness, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, and Harry, like George Clooney, doesn't have any problem charming the ladies. Now, what's going on with Aviva's image consultant, Amanda? And why does she need to bring her everywhere? Seriously, if Aviva is trying to stay out of trouble, then Amanda's the wrong choice for a wingman or wingwoman. That she didn't say that, I'm saying, or wing woman. We were there to support Sonia, regardless of how we felt about her 
about her performance, and Amanda's comments were out of line, especially with people she barely knows. Her blurting out, that's what menopause looks like, was very rude. And I say that if this is what it looks like, then women shouldn't be so afraid. Sonia looks great for her age. When Heather greeted me at Sonia's show, she purposely avoided Aviva, and maybe that was a smart choice after their most recent interactions. When I said to Aviva that Carol is not a girl's kind of girl, I meant that sometimes Carol isn't as supportive of her girlfriends as she should be. A girl's kind of girl likes to hang out and have fun with female friends, and she believes in girl power. I don't know if Sonia put Aviva next to Carol, or if one of her college interns did, without knowing their history. As for Sonia's boyfriend, Ben, he seems mature for his age and was sweetly supportive of her that night. So I'm giving him the thumbs up for now. As a, oh, a party is never boring when you invite the housewives. <laughs> I planned a summer barbecue for the girls, hoping the laid-back atmosphere of my home would help foster friendships. So it meant a lot to me that Carol apologized, and considering our history, this tete-a-tete was very long overdue. After my chat with Carol, I thought this evening was going pretty well. Then all hell broke loose. Things started getting weird when Sonia and Aviva sealed it with a kiss, and I'm glad that Carol is more of a talker than a kisser. As the conversation became more and more heated, Kristen tried, tried to calm the girls down, but she couldn't get a word in edgewise, and neither could I. As you can see, I tried to de-escalate the situation by offering dessert and suggesting that the girls talk it out in different rooms. When it became apparent that nothing in my bag of hostess tricks was going to work, I gave up and poured myself a glass of champagne. Cheers! And thus concludes the Bravo blog of Luann. Okay, now look, Luann, none of us want you to de-escalate the situation. We're making reality TV, and I'm pretty sure the producers don't either. So, like, I get it. I'm not so sick of Bookgate yet, but maybe some people are. That's actually a good point. You guys should comment below on this post over on the website, uh, yourrealityrecaps.com slash bravo, and then just click the post for this show and comment below. Let me know, are you guys sick of Bookgate yet or not? I'm kind of not. I'm still loving it, and I'm loving the season of Real Housewives of New York as well. And I'm actually surprised because it's not my favorite of the Housewives. But just so you guys know, I'm going to continue doing these um, audio blogs for all the seasons of the Housewives from now on, since you all seem to be enjoying it so much. And Real Housewives of OC starts soon. And in case you guys don't know, we have a lot of other Bravo content on our website as well. John does vlogs, so video um, blogs about his reactions to what happened on The Housewives. And they're short. They're only like five minutes long and they're funny. Uh, and then we have Bravo bloggers who are writing their own comedic versions of what is going on on The Housewives. So you can see all of that over at yourrealityrecaps.com slash bravo. And of course, again, if you guys are listening in iTunes, please give us a five-star rating and a nice review. It really helps support our shows and do the same thing if you're watching over on Stitcher too. Of course, if you want to financially support our shows, you can do so by clicking on the PayPal link over on the homepage of yourrealityrecaps.com to start your Amazon.com shopping. You don't pay any more, we get a little bit back, and it really helps support our shows. And I just want to also remind you 
We funded our Kickstarter. Thank you guys so much. I am so excited. And get ready for next week when, oh my goodness, starting Friday night, the uh, website will be live, yourrealityrecaps.com slash realityrally, where we will be live streaming for three days with hundreds of reality stars, tons of events, party nights, casino nights, red carpet check-ins, one-on-one interviews. John's going to be doing the Amazing Race type race against other reality stars from Big Brother, Survivor, Amazing Race. It's going to be an amazing three days of live streaming for you guys, which we are giving you all for free for supporting us. So thank you all so much. I will see you guys tomorrow, Thursday, the 3rd of April at 3 p.m. Eastern live at yourrealityrecaps.com slash live show for our live Survivor Recap. And I'll be tweeting it out tonight as always. So I'll see you guys all then. Bye for now, everybody.